Hello and welcome to another episode of Cranky Talk, a show for avgeeks and non-avgeeks alike. We continue to tackle everything happening in the aviation world in the time of COVID, and today we're going to be talking about new routes. Uh, who the heck is launching a new route in the middle of a pandemic? Ah, great question, Dave. But believe it or not, there are a whole lot of new routes being launched. It's the Wild West out there, and that'll mean good news for some. We'll talk all about it today. But first, I want to thank this week's Cranky Talk sponsor, Turbulence Forecast, back again. Very excited about that. Dave, did you know that almost every flight experiences turbulence? Uh, yes, I, I did know that after many Turbulence Forecast ad reads. And would you, <laughs> it's a fair point you make there. <laughs> but tell me this, on your next flight, whenever that may be, wouldn't you want to know what the turbulence was going to be in advance? Of, of course, yes. Right. So you can go to turbulenceforecast.com and you can see the maps that they have for routes all over the world. I mean, I get lost in this thing. There's so many different maps that I play with and you can look at forecasts and it's it's frightening how far down the rabbit hole you can go. It's way too much fun for me. But like the all these maps, everything, it's great. But you don't have to do that if you don't want to. They have a personalized forecast by email service that you can sign up for. It details what turbulence you'll expect. So you don't have to go pour through all the maps if you're not a, a map junkie like me. Uh, and exciting updates are rolling out later this year including some enhanced maps and an upgrade to the forecast by email service. So join the mailing list so you can be the first to know, Dave. Go to turbulenceforecast.com. Sign up. Sure. All right, good. Now, let's get back to the new routes at hand here. See, Dave brings up a good point. I'm going to remember that you said that. I knew I shouldn't have said anything. But, but look, it is a great question. We're in the middle of a pandemic. Air travel demand is now down 70% plus. Who would even consider launching a new route right That's now? That's what I asked. That was my question. Now you have to answer that. Yeah. Well, all right. So let, let's get to it. So look, airlines orient their networks differently. But for many, the holy grail is appealing to that high-dollar business traveler. Pretty much the opposite of you, Dave. Yep. So... Sure, there are plenty of leisure travelers on board. They need that to fill the seats. But a solid business base is what can make or break a route. And guess what? Business travel is in the tank right now. American recently said business travel demand had tripled since early on in the pandemic, though. Tripled? Tripled! But, uh, well, considering demand was at 5% of normal, the fact that it's now at 15% is not exactly inspiring. And international travel remains flatlined since the vast majority of countries still won't let Americans in. That means traditional route networks just don't work very well. The big airlines have scaled back and seem to be uncomfortably settled flying around uh, 50% of their usual schedule. And that leaves a whole lot of slack in the system. Uh, I'd say 50% is pretty good considering everything. <laughs> no? Uh, no. Airlines may be flying 50%, but they're still only selling about 30% of normal. So that means there are a lot of empty seats on those flights. It's pretty ugly. All that being said, there are some places with higher demand than others, and that's where the airlines are trying to shift. It may sound like squeezing blood from a turnip, but some of these places actually have demand. Uh, living along the West Coast, this doesn't sound right. Then that actually brings up an important point, because the recovery has been very choppy at best. 
People along the West Coast and in the Northeast tend to be more wary about traveling, while other parts of the country, well, there's just no stopping them. As the airlines have read the tea leaves, they've found a few types of markets that are doing well compared to others. And number one on that list, no surprise, Florida. Wait, <clears throat> aren't cases uh, spiking there again? They sure are, but Florida. We've seen airlines ramp up on routes you'd expect, but then they've gone crazy on other routes in the state, hoping to strike on something successful. Case in point, Southwest is launching service to the very expensive Miami airport, despite having ample service up the road at Fort Lauderdale. Meanwhile, JetBlue's flying from Philly to several cities in Florida. Doesn't appear to have actually gone very well, based on how the schedules have been reduced since launch, but the airline apparently thought it was worth a shot. It's also added routes from Midwestern cities like Cleveland and Pittsburgh down into Florida, where winter demand traditionally can never be quenched. Uh, a winter in Cleveland without LeBron? No thanks. Exactly the point, Laker fans. When it's cold, nobody wants to hang around, but this year it will be a real test. United has gotten into the game, too. You can fly to Florida from many non-United hubs this year, including Boston, Columbus, Indianapolis, Milwaukee, and Pittsburgh. That's pretty weird. Yeah, it really is. And people in these cities probably aren't thinking about United as a good option to Florida, but when they go online and do their searches, they'll see it and probably find it really cheap. Why? Well, United has very little loyalty in these cities. People who care about elite status and all that aren't likely to want to fly on United because they have status with someone else. So the airline's going to have to get passengers on board by selling cheap seats. But hey, if that makes any money, it's better than the alternative of making none. All right, so Florida, no surprise. But where else are people going? Uh, well, travelers along the West Coast may be reluctant to travel, but go just a little further inland, and there are actually several hotspots. There's this growing phenomenon where Americans are willing to hop on a plane for wide open spaces where they think it'll be tougher to get coronavirus. Alaska has really bulked up on flying around the West to feed this desire. It's launching flights to Jackson Hole, which the Grand Tetons and Gateway to Yellowstone there, uh, from San Diego, Seattle, and San Jose. It's also building up in big sky country. Check this out, Dave. All right, how many airlines do you think you can fly between L.A. and Bozeman next year? Uh, well, I can't fly anything because I don't have a pilot's license, but I don't know. Two? Oh, God, you're just killing me. <laughs> Two? Wrong, sir. It's five. It's ridiculous, but Alaska, American, Delta, JetBlue, and United will all fly from LAX to Bozeman. It's picking up service from all kinds of other places, too. American's going to fly nonstop from Charlotte, Delta from Atlanta. And it's not just Bozeman, of course. Steamboat Springs in Colorado, that's another one. It already had JetBlue come into the market, but now Southwest has decided to join the party from Dallas and Denver this winter. But that's nothing compared to Southwest's other big ad in the West, Palm Springs. Oh, how I love a trip to the desert. Oh, yeah, you and me both. But we can drive. See, other airlines are seeing Palm Springs as the great California hope. They're adding service at a torrid pace. We don't know where Southwest will fly from to get to Palm Springs yet, but my money's on Oakland and Denver. Well, this is all boring to me. Yeah, man, well, that's because you can drive there in under two hours. But for people elsewhere, Palm Springs is this exotic desert locale with a cool mid-century vibe to it. Airlines are betting big. How big? Well, uh, JetBlue is going to fly it from Fort Lauderdale this winter. Uh, that sounds like a very bad idea. Yeah, probably. But you get the mindset here. And just look at what other airlines are doing. 
Alaska will fly there from Boise and Reno in addition to its usual West Coast cities. American's going to go from Philly. Delta and Little Boutique Air are flying from LAX. Hold on. Why would I fly from LAX when it's such a short drive? Uh, you probably wouldn't. I mean, Boutique is flying LAX, Palm Springs, Phoenix, so maybe it's just hoping to pick up a few locals. I don't know. I mean, it flies really tiny airplanes, so it doesn't need a lot of people. It, Delta, I'm assuming, is more about just feeding the LAX hub. People can come from all over the country and then connect instead of driving the last leg. That still sounds pretty stupid. Yeah, it does to me too, but look, if people buy tickets, then nothing is stupid. Okay, so no more Palm Springs. What else? Uh, well, American is really bulking up uh, in the Phoenix hub this winter. Uh, Phoenix, of course, is a is a prime destination in the winter, despite having had these big spikes in COVID already. Uh, Midwesterners will still flock there in the winter, as they always have. And so Americans adding a bunch of cities, including Billings, Bismarck, Calgary, Cincinnati, Cleveland, Nashville, and Tulsa. All right, hold on. Uh, Calgary? We, we can't go to Canada, can we? No, this, this one's probably wishful thinking. It doesn't start until November, but if the border remains closed, I'm going to bet this just gets delayed. All right, so this does bring up a good point, though. Is uh, international doing well anywhere? I mean, well is a relative term, but really the only places showing signs of life for Americans are in the Caribbean and Mexico. Mexico's actually beginning a whole slew of new service since it's close to home, and it's one of the only places Americans can go outside the country. Just recently, uh, for example, American announced it would add service from Dallas-Fort Worth and Phoenix to Loreto and La Paz. In Baja? That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've always wanted to go to Loretto, actually. Uh, Alaska already flies there from LAX, but nobody else flies from the U.S. to either city. But these are markets that potentially could be alternatives to where other beach destinations people might want to go. Uh, Americans also, I should add, launching Cancun flights from a ton of cities like Indianapolis, Kansas City, Raleigh, Durham, and St. Louis. These are routes that Delta actually used to fly, but Delta's been the one airline this year that just doesn't want to play in this sandbox. It's just kind of rallying around its hubs instead. I mean, not that I want to go to Cancun. Me neither, but airlines are still betting that someone will. JetBlue rolled in and decided to build a focus city at LAX with flights to all kinds of random places like Richmond, Charleston, and West Palm Beach, plus Cancun. Alaska immediately responded and added Cancun as well, so get ready for cheap flights if you change your mind. All right, this is nuts, but what about the rest of the world? Is it really just dead? It is, yeah. But some airlines are thinking longer term and making plans for next summer. They can always cancel them later if it doesn't work out. Uh, United, for example, is going to fly from San Francisco to Bangalore, mostly hoping for that sweet, sweet tech money on board. It'll also start Newark to Johannesburg and Washington Dulles to both Accra, Ghana, and Lagos, Nigeria. Uh, I can't say Lagos has been on my list. I don't think Lagos is really on anyone's must-see list the way a place like South Africa would be, but remember, there are different kinds of leisure travel. One of the most reliable once travel picks up again is likely to be VFR. Uh, very fat roosters? <laughs> yes, that, you got it, that's it. No, it's actually visiting friends and relatives. There are a lot of West Africans in the D.C. area and throughout the U.S. And those people want to go back and see family and friends. It's what United's hoping will buoy its business next summer. United's even starting a flight from Chicago to Delhi this December for the same reason. American citizens can't even go there with U.S. passport, but the VFR traffic from people who have Indian passports plus some cargo is enough for United to take a swing and see if it can be sustained. 
It's a crazy new world we live in. Sure is. Let me know when you're ready to book that Bozeman ticket. Thanks for tuning in to Cranky Talk. We'll be back with more deep dives and helpful tips for these turbulent times. But before we finish up, I want to again thank this week's Cranky Talk sponsor, Turbulence Forecast. Almost every flight you take has turbulence, but wouldn't you like to know how much there will be and when it will happen? Check out TurbulenceForecast.com for worldwide turbulence maps, interpretations, and a concierge forecast by email service. You can receive a personalized turbulence forecast before your flight from the founder of the website. That's TurbulenceForecast.com. And if you'd like to be a sponsor, let us know. Email Dave directly at Dave at CrankyConcierge.com. Send him anything. He really doesn't care. Please don't send me anything. No fun. If you have suggestions for what you'd like us to cover in a future show, let us know via email at info at crankyconcierge.com, or you can find us on Twitter or Facebook at Cranky Concierge. If you're looking for the top daily airline news stories, you can subscribe to Cranky Daily at crankydaily.com. <laughs>